Hey, this is Pastor Hubbard. I'm the pastor of Connecting Fellowship and welcome to Life on the Ship. Thank you for joining us. I pray this sermonic discussion inspires you and empowers you to connect with the true and living God. Enjoy the message. So in Mark chapter 4, beginning at verse number 35, you will discover these words. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. Did y'all hear that? I, I, I want you to let that sink in. Because Jesus says to his disciples, let's cross over. Don't, don't miss that. Jesus says, I want you to get this. Let's cross over. So which means that if Jesus says, let's cross over, then what's going to happen? We are going to cross over. You got to let it sink in. He does not say, let's try and make it. (laughs) He does not say, let's attempt to go to the other side. He does not suggest that we might make it. The word is emphatic. It says, let's cross to the other side of the lake. I'm trying to get that to sink in. So verse 36 says, so they they took Jesus in the boat and started out to the other side of the lake, leaving the crowds behind. Although, I want you to hear this, other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat. And it began to fill with water. Are y'all in here? Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat. I want you to get this. With his head on a cushion. And the disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? Verse 39 says, When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, three words, Silence, be still. I want you to notice what happened. Suddenly, somebody shout suddenly. The wind stopped. And there was great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Somebody say absolutely. And they asked, who is this man? 
even the wind and waves obey him. I want to read that verse one more time from J.B. Phillips' New Testament. It says, Sheer awe swept over them, and they kept saying to each other, Whoever can he be? Even the winds and the waves do what he tells them. For a few minutes, I want to put a tag on this text, and I want to talk about what will you do when the storm comes? Would you help me to preach this this morning? Say, neighbor, what will you do when the storm, when the storm comes? You don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand that living here on the Gulf Coast, you will face some physical storms. If you've been living any length of time, you can perhaps testify and remember where you were when Hurricane Katrina struck New Orleans. You can perhaps remember where you were when Hurricane Harvey found its way coming up the Galveston Coastway. Perhaps you're old enough to have been around when Hurricane Carla hit Houston in 1961. Or maybe you were around and you were one of those who were trying to flee when Hurricane Harvey and Ike, <laughs> Tropical Storm Allison, found their way in the waters seeping up to your doorsteps. What you found? If you won't say amen, somebody will. But I've discovered that you don't have to be around long to know that sometimes storms are seasonal. We are in hurricane season right now. And experts tell us that there are some things that we ought to do in advance to get ready for hurricane season. They suggest that there are needed supplies, necessary resources that you ought to have on hand before the storm comes. Newscasters may be able to forecast the storm, but they don't always know when the storm is going to come. They can't always tell you the exact location, and they cannot always tell you the duration. But one thing that they can testify is that the storm is coming. And when the storm comes, can I get a witness here? You don't have time to run to Kroger and H-E-B to get your water, to try to find your batteries, or to get, or to get flashlights or gasoline for your vehicle just in case 
You may not always have time to get the things that are necessary. So it is a wise man. It is a wise woman. It is a wise person who would do their due diligence to prepare before the storm comes. Because one thing is certain. The storm is coming. But my brothers and sisters, unlike physical storms, we don't always know when life's storms are going to come. Are y'all in here? No life is untested by storms. And my brothers and sisters, there will be storms in your life. This we know for sure. There will be sickness in your life. There will be challenging work situations in your life. There will be relationship entanglements and financial setbacks and parental challenges in your life. I wish I had some help here. No life is left untested by storms. And you would think that God, who is omnipotent, that is, he's all-powerful. God, who is omniscient, that is, he's all-knowing. God, who is omnipresent, that is, he's all places at all times, would exempt his children from the storms of life. But my Bible says, just like God lets sun shine on the evil and the good, the same God. Let's the rain fall on the just and the unjust. But my brothers and sisters, this powerful passage is tailored to teach us that God permits us to go into storms. I said he permits us to go into storms. And, and you need to understand that when God permits us to go into storms, he allows it for two reasons. God is either seeking to discipline us or God is trying to disciple us. <laughs> oh, somebody should have shouted right there. I said God is either using storms to break us or he's using them to make us. And all I'm trying to tell you is God knows what's best for his children. Can I get a witness here? In our text, Jesus tells his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. And can I pause here parenthetically and suggest that we don't like journeying to the other side because the other side represents uncertainty I said the other side represents places that are undeveloped the other side is indicative of unsettling places and, and historians tell us that this is the first time Jesus has ever suggested let's go to the other side because he has always been working and healing and, and feeding and, and removing, casting out demons amongst those who he was most familiar with. But on the other side were people who the Jews avoided. On the other side were people who uh, the Jewish nation did not get along with. On the other side. 
what were people who they had been taught to to disenfranchise and stay away from but yet here Jesus is saying brothers get in the boat I'm going to take you to some unsettling places. I'm going to take you to some undeveloped places. I'm going to take you to some places where you, why you are uncertain. What I like about these disciples is they do not argue with Jesus. They do not call a committee meeting and say, Jesus, is 12 of us and only one of you. We do have the ability to outvote you, but they didn't do that. What they did was, the Bible says they got in the boat. But wait a minute, they did something to prepare for what they didn't even know was coming. Can I help somebody today? What you and I need to include in our storm preparation kit is, right here in the text, it is you ought to take Jesus with you. I'm going to shout by myself today. I don't care what y'all do today. I'm going to shout by myself today. The text says that before, when they started out, they took Jesus in the boat. And I don't know who I'm talking to today, but you ought to include Jesus in the boat of your life. Oh, I've discovered that when we go places, there's some stuff we don't leave behind. I've discovered that we go everywhere with our cell phone. Can I get a witness here? And if you're in technology, you take your tablet or your laptop with you, or you take your favorite book with you, whatever it is. But I want to suggest out of all of your preparation, out of all of your taking with you, take the Lord with you. Can I get a witness here? Help me to preach it right now. Touch your neighbor and say, take the Lord with you. In fact, I remember the songwriter saying, take the Lord with you. Everywhere. You go. You ought to take him to your home. You ought to take him to your neighborhood. You ought to take him on your job. You you ought to take him when you go on vacation. There is no place whereby he ought to be excluded and uninvited. Somebody say, take the Lord with you. I'm so happy that they took him with them. Because what it teaches us is the fact, maybe you missed it, because the Bible says in the text that when they got in the boat and started out, other boats followed them. And the disciples didn't even know that they were about to face a storm. And neither did the other boats know that they were going to face a storm. But because the disciples decided that they would take Jesus in their boat, the other boats didn't even have a clue of how important that was. Y'all not going to help me today. Do you not realize that there are folk following you? Do you not realize that there are folk looking at you? Do you not realize that there are folk who are mentoring their lives after you? And one of the things that they want to know is, who is it that you got on your boat? Why is it that you've been able to amass what you've amassed? Why is it that you've been able to accumulate what you've... Why is it that you've been able to deal with what you've been dealing with? They're they looking at you and they're wondering, there are people who have died facing the same stuff that you've gone through, but yet you're still here. And I want to suggest that you ought to be able to tell them it's because I got Jesus on my boat. 
that it was not my education. It was not my finances. It was not my connections. It was not my association that got me through my dilemma. But I got a sneaking suspicion that somebody ought to be able to testify. I got through it. I made it because Jesus was on my boat. Oh, help me, Holy Spirit. Help me. Help me, Holy Spirit. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, put Jesus in your boat. You ought to take Jesus with you everywhere. Everywhere you go. One of the reasons you ought to take him everywhere you go because you don't know what you're going to encounter in this life. Sun will not always shine in your life. You ought to have Jesus when it's sunny, but you show sure enough need him when it's rainy. I wish I had some help here. And anybody know that he's good in the sunshine? And he's still good even in the rain. Somebody holler, he's good, I tell you. Take Jesus with you. Take him with you, y'all. Take him with you. In sickness, take him with you. In death, take him with you. In uncertainty, take the Lord with you. Everywhere. Somebody holler everywhere. You see, I'm discovering that we don't want to take him everywhere. Oh, we got places that we don't want to invite him. But you do not realize that there's no place that he's not already at. I just got to tell you that he's omnipotent, that not only is he powerful, but he's also omniscient. He, he knows where you're going anyhow. But not only that, but he's also omnipresent. He was there before you even thought about going there. Take him with you. Everywhere you go. There are some people who say, you ought not be over there. Lord, help me to preach today. Because this ain't in the notes. I'm talking to somebody. There are some, some schools or circles who ought to say, like, you ought not be over there. And they, they might be right. They, they could be right. But, but, but sometimes we don't know why God sends us, why he's sending us. But if God says, get in the boat, then, 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 then oh my goodness, we ought to be like the wind and the waves and obey his command. And we ought to get in the boat. But whenever you get in the boat, make sure that you take the Lord. Take the Lord with you. Who is this for today? Who am I talking to today? Somebody needs to be reminded that no matter what it is, where you're journeying to, include the Lord on your passenger list. Here's the second thing in the text. Not only should we take the Lord with us, but the text also suggests and tells us that we ought to take our concerns to him. It's in the text. The Bible says they get in the boat. Are, are y'all with me, still walking with me? They get in the boat. And, and the Bible says they, they found themselves in a stormy situation. In, in other words, the conditions of their journey and the situations in their life begin to change. They started out on this journey, and I'm 
can only imagine that the waters were calm and the skies were clear because it makes no sense as experienced fishermen to get in a boat knowing that a storm is on the horizon. Are y'all listening to me today? I said it makes no sense. It, it, it is unwise, Sierra, to get in a boat and you know a storm is coming. But, somebody say but. They get in the boat, start off on their journey and the sky got dark. And the wind started rising. And the waves got angry. And the water changed from being calm to rough. And the waves started leaping into the boat like men jumping onto moving vehicles. The storm had set in. It got dangerous on the sea. Lightning was flashing. Thunder was rolling. And the Bible says that while all of this was happening, Jesus was down in the ship sleep. He was just sleep, y'all. Y'all got to get this picture. He, he, he was sleep. He wasn't just sleep slumped over. He was sleep and reclining on a pillow. Y'all don't get this. Y'all ain't, ain't looking at this. Y'all not, not, you don't have it in your mind's eye yet. The, the ship is being tossed and turned. Water is coming in the boat. And here is Jesus, Lord have mercy, down in the boat, sleeping on a pillow. Bible paints the picture that the waters were angry and the waves were playing with the ship, tossing the ship from one side to the other. And the disciples were fearful and Jesus was sleeping. Y'all don't hear me today. I said the sea was upset. The winds were blowing angrily. The boat was being tossed like a rag doll and the disciples were terrified out of their lives and Jesus was asleep. I don't know about you. I don't know about you, but when storms come, I, I usually try to handle the dilemma by myself. When storms come, the first thing we usually try to do is solve it by ourselves. Can I get some help here? But, 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 but I come by to tell you that uh, somebody, that, that, that's the wrong thing to do. I, I hear King Solomon saying, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. And I don't know about you, but I don't know enough to wrestle with stormy situations. Mm -mm. No, I don't. No, I don't. I'm not that smart. I, I went to the best schools, but I but they didn't teach me how to deal with stormy situations. I, I, I've made some good money in my life, but I didn't make enough to get me out of life stormy situations. There, there are many things in life, can I get a witness here, that money can't buy. That money can't buy you out of. There are some things that the Lord allows us to get into that our education can't get us out of. There are some things that all of our connections and all of our friends and all of our networks and all of our resources can't get us out of. I wish I had some help here. Sometimes we must go through these storms so that we will have no other choice but to look to the hills from which cometh our help. I wish I had some help to testify to that. All of my help comes from the Lord. 
Somebody looking and listening can testify with me that all of my help comes from the Lord. The text, the text tells us that while, while, that while Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat, the disciples finally came to the realization that the answer to their calamity was on the boat. Somebody, anybody, go wake him up. I said, somebody, anybody, go wake him up. And isn't that just like us? We go through life's predicaments by ourselves because we don't want to disturb people. We, we don't want to involve people. I don't know who I'm talking to, but sometimes God uses people to deliver us. But sometimes he'll do it all by himself. Sometimes God will use the doctor, but you got to make an appointment. Sometimes God will use a counselor, but you've got to make the appointment. Sometimes God will use a teacher, but you've got to schedule a visit. But there are times in life when God will not use people. And he'll deliver him, deliver you all by himself. Can I get a witness here? But here's the truth of the matter. It's right here in the text. You, you got to learn how to call on his name. And that's what the f- disciples finally realized. They realized that no one and nothing but Jesus could get them out of this mess. After all of the rocking and after being tossed and turned, after all of the efforts turned out fruitless. Can't you see them uh, with their little buckets trying to get the water out the boat? And is there anybody who would testify that that water will get in your boats? Oh, my God, that cancer will get in your body, that your blood pressure will get high, that sugar will get in your body. Y'all not going to help me. But 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 when 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 the waters get in your boat, the truth of the matter is we got to learn how to call his name. And that's what the disciples finally realized. I said they realized that nobody and no one. But Jesus could get them out of this mess. And here it is. Somebody finally has the audacity to run over and say, Jesus. <laughs> Lord, help me today. Wake up. They didn't go quietly to wake him up. They didn't go over that tiptoeing to wake him up. But the Bible says they woke him up shouting. Is that, in your, is that word in your Bible? Shouting is something that uh, is utilized to signify a loud voice. In other words, they didn't go over there and say, Jesus. I'm sorry, Jesus. No, 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 no. The book uh, is tailored to teachers and it shows us with an exclamation that they went over there shouting and they said, Jesus, wake up. And I don't know who I'm talking to, but sometimes in life you got to go and say, Lord, wake up. That you don't have time for some cute little prayers. That you don't have time when you're dealing with life's dilemmas and life's difficulties to approach God in some cute way. Sometimes we don't have time to pray the Lord's Prayer. We don't have time to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We we don't have time uh, to pray like that old church deacon. When we come to him saying that I come to you, Lord, as an empty picture before a full fountain. Sometimes all we've got time to say is, Lord, help me. I want to know, is there anybody who's had to testify and call on his name, shout his name and say, Lord, save me. 
Lord, deliver me. Sometimes all the words that I have to say is wake up, Jesus. Don't you care? You see, that is the statement of the text. That's the hinge of the entire text. What came on the horizon of the Lord was his disciples was concerned about his care for them. And I want you to notice that uh, what he does blows my mind. He does not call them into a conference. He does not call them and say, I need to have a leadership team meeting. He does not beckon them and say, I need everybody to meet me on a Zoom call. He does not say that we need to have a phone conference. But what he does is the Bible says he gets up. Lord, have mercy. I'm about to shock myself right here. Do y'all see what he does? He, he, he gets up. I, and I've been sitting here this morning to tell somebody that you can't cope with life storms by yourself. I don't know who I'm talking to, but when it looks like you have run out and when it looks like you come to a dead end, when everything you have tried is not getting any better, it's never too late to call on Jesus. In fact, when you've got the Lord in your life and on your boat, you ought to call his name. Mama said he may not come when you want it. I wish I had a witness here. But he is always on time. I said he's on time. And is there anybody who can testify that he's an on-time God? I said he is an on-time God. Somebody ought to shout, yes, he is. So don't give up. You're, you're not in this fight alone. You're not in this storm all by yourself. Because here's what happened. I told you there was some other little boats behind him. But here's what happened to the other little boats. The Bible does not tell us if they made it to the other side. It does not tell us if they stopped, turned around, and went back. But I just got a sneaking suspicion because the, law, because the disciples called on the one that they brought on the boat. That when he stood up, that when he got up out of his slumber, that when he had finished resting from his rest, <laughs> he stepped out on that boat and he said, peace, <laughs> be still. And when the storm uh, uh, surrendered uh, uh, to the disciples, it also surrendered to the other little boats that was following. That's why it's important for you to have the Lord on your boat. Because you don't know whose lives you are affecting because the Lord is with you. Can I get a witness here? Oh, I got to leave you here, but the Bible says Jesus got up. Somebody should have shouted right there. I said he got up. And is there a Bible reader who can testify that the Lord has a history of getting up? <laughs> I said he got a history of getting up. In fact, somebody ought to be able to testify that one dark Friday, Jesus died on a hill called Calvary. Can I get a witness? They stressed him wide. They hung him high. He hung his head. And then he died. But that's not the end of the story. Somebody ought to testify he's got a history of getting up. Because early on the Sunday morning, Lord have mercy, I feel my help coming. He got up with all power in his hand. I said he got up. I said he, because he got up, he lives. 
our Savior has a history of getting up. And then our text, the Bible says he got up, looked at the wind, looked at the waves, and he said three words. Peace be still. The King James Version of the Scriptures translates it this way. Peace. Peace. Peace was the word that was used to speak to the winds. Because the winds had rose up. And be still was the words that he used to the waters to cause them to lay down. I don't know who I'm talking to, but God's got three words for your situation. Peace. Be still. He looked at the storm and said, peace. He looked at the waves and said, be still. Did y'all hear me today? Not after a while. Not later on. But immediately, the storm stopped raging. Immediately, the wind stopped blowing. Immediately, the lightning stopped flashing. Immediately, the thunder stopped rolling. I said immediately, the waves calmed down and the waters laid down. Lord, have mercy. Help me, help me. They, They woke him up, is what I'm trying to tell you. They disturbed his peace. So he could give them some peace. (laughs) He could give them peace, my brothers and my sisters, because he's the prince of peace. Peace. Somebody say peace. Just five little words. Yet little letters, but yet powerful enough to change your situation. Peace. Powerful enough to alter your outcomes. Somebody shout peace. And I don't know who I'm talking to today. But you ought to call his name. Because the Prince of Peace can provide you with peace. He can give you and I the peace of God. Because he is God. You might be asking me, how do I know that he's God? Did you not hear the testimony of the disciples? After the winds calmed down and after the waves laid down, the disciple says, what kind of man is this? That even the winds and the waves obey him. And I don't know who I'm talking to, but when you come through your storm, You ought to be able to testify that what kind of man is this? Are y'all listening to me? I don't know. You ought to tell your neighbor, but uh, uh, he's a good God. He's a delivering God. He's a saving God. He is a providing God. He is a God who heals. I don't know about you, but I've been in the storm of sickness. And I've been in the storm of hurt. And I've been in the storm of grief. And I've been in the storm of mistreatment. But God knows I've had my share of storms. But I can stand and testify that in every situation, I thank God that I took the Lord with me. And not only that, but when the storm started raging, I asked him to stand by me. 
And when the burdens got too heavy, I said, Lord, I need you. I wasn't too proud to ask him to deliver me. And is there anybody here who ever had to call him? I said, is there anybody who's ever had to call on his name? Then you ought to be able to testify, ain't he? All right. Won't he make a way for you? Won't he bring you through? Won't he bring you out? See, if you call him and he heard you cry, you ought to be able to turn to somebody and say, neighbor, I was in the storm. But the Lord heard my cry. And I've come to discover that the Lord is all right with me. <laughs> Did y'all hear me? I got to leave you now, but uh, storms will come. Storms will blow in your life. And you will be like these disciples and be absolutely terrified. But when Jesus makes a way for you, somebody ought to be able to ask the question, who is this man that even the winds and the waves obey what he has to say? Even the winds and the waves do what he tells them. And if winds and waves obey, what about you and me? Who he wakes up every morning. What about you and me? Who he puts food on the table for. What about you and me? Who he makes ways out of no ways for. We ought to be able to testify and tell somebody. About the one. Who has done so much for us. When he says go to the other side. You don't have to worry. Because his word is true. And his word is confirmed. You will make it to the other side. I didn't say you wouldn't have no storm on your way to the other side. But one thing is for sure. You will get to the other side. So what three, three things you need to include in your kit? In your storm preparation kit? Take the Lord with you. Somebody say take the Lord with you. Not only should you take the Lord with you, but take your concerns. Take your concerns to him. And then finally tell somebody what the Lord has done for you. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another uplifting and inspiring message by Pastor Hubbard and the staff of Life on the Ship. For more information about our church, go to connectingfellowship.org. We are Connecting Fellowship, connecting people to Christ, church, and community. Thank you again for listening. Have a great week, and God bless you.